0: Hello everybody, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Cinema Recall Podcast. I'm your host, The Laverne, and we are just a few days away from the end of 2019, the end of another year, but not just that, we're also at the end of another decade, and I thought it would be fun to list for you what I think are the 50 best movies of the decade now keep in mind folks that this is my personal opinion and should have no weight on yours uh, in fact you can read upon my whole list of movies by going to my blog which is the Vern's video vortex uh, video com is the address I would love it if you did check it out um, so let's not dabble on anymore let's go on to my list these are my top 15 movies from 2010 to 2018 and I'm just gonna list for you Um, you know, let's do this, folks. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's do this. I'm just doing this for you, number 50 through number 20, and then I'll give you a bit more of a description, 20 on through 1. Okay, and I'm gonna read this right from my blog itself. Okay, so here we go 50 best movies of the decade. At number 50, we have Ted from 2012, 49 is Raw from 2017. 48 is Popstar, Never Stop Poppin' from 2016, excuse me, uh, 47 is Sorry to Bother You and Black Klansman from 2018, look, it's my list, I can t- combine movies if I want to, okay, uh, 46 is Logan from 2017, 45 is Drive Angry from 2011, 44 is Tron Legacy from 2010, uh, 43 is Phantom Thread from 2017, 42 is Django Unchained from 2012. 41 is Easy A from 2010. 40 is Ingrid Goes West from 2017. 39 is Blue Jasmine from 2013. 38 is Ruby Sparks from 2012. 37 is Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, also known as Live to Repeat. Uh, 36 is Thor Raiden the Rock from 2017. Thirty-five is Ten Cloverfield Lane from 2016. Uh, Thirty-four is Attack the Block from 2011. Thirty-three is It Follows from 2014. Thirty-two is Carnage from 2011. Thirty-one is Francis Ha from 2013. Thirty is Your Next from 2011. Twenty-nine is Climax from 2018. 28 is The Lobster from 2015, Uh, 27 is Suspiria from 2018, 26 is Jojo Rabbit from 2018, 25 is The Tree of Life uh, from 2011, 24 is Spring Breakers from 2013, 23 is Hannah from 2011, 22 is Gone Girl from 2014. And 21 is Deadpool from 2016. Now we're getting on to uh, my list of the top 20 movies. Well, I'll give you a little bit more of a description. Let me get some water. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. So at number 20, I've got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This was extremely fun movie with a really good voice cast. And I would love it if there was a solo Spider-Gwen, a Spider-Noir, and Spider-Ham storyline too. The style of animation is extremely cool because it blends in both CGI and traditional hand-drawn efforts as well. Tons of fun this one. At number 19 I've got Black Swan from 2010. Uh, the first of many dance horror features that will be included on this list. You it. <laughs> Black Swan is such a perfect portrayal about obsession and the madness what endures in order to achieve perfection. Natalie Portman, Millie Kunis, Winona Ryder, and more are perfectly cast in this very good horror flick. At number 18 is The Shape of Water from 2017. Sally Hawkins should have won an Oscar for her performance in this fairy tale by Guillermo del Toro. She not only had the daunting task of playing deaf and mute, but also having us, the audience, not only be okay that she's having this relationship with the sea man, but cheering for her as well. Number 17, I've got Scott Pilgrim vs. The World from 2010. I feel slightly bad that Baby Driver is not on this list because I do honestly love that feature but I think it's the soundtrack that I enjoy the most out of it. Scott Pilgrim, on the other hand, is a movie that I love fully. This is the kind of world I would want to live in. I don't care so much about Scott played by Michael Cera having to fight the seven evil exes of his girlfriend Ramona Flowers played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Before that he's kind of a dick to everyone. I just really enjoy the universe it's set in, and out of out of all the side characters, and all the side characters that would be really great if I was back to that age. So I would be hanging out with everyone else in that movie, but not Scott Pilgrim. Number sixteen, I've got Under the Skin from two thousand and fourteen. The opening shot is why this movie is so high on the list. That and the score by Maita Leve is very hypnotic. Number 15, I've got Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Endurance. Made to look like it was done all in one take, Birdman is the perfect movie that both attacks and praises blockbuster movies and art house cinema. Michael Keaton, Edward Norton, Naomi Watts, uh, Emma Stone, and more are an absolute joy to watch in this movie. Number 14 is The Neon Demon, 2016. The Nina Demon from Nicholas Wynne and Refn is a visual wonder. It's a tale of a young woman played by Ella Fannin who becomes seduced by the fashion industry. For me, this was more of a faithful remake of Ar- Argentino's Suspiria from 77 than the recent version that appeared on this list. Number 13, hold on. Oh my mouth to traveled. I apologize. Uh, number 13 is Ex Machina from 2015. One of the best science fiction movies that have come out in the last several years. Alicia Vikander was amazing in this tale of a young programmer played by Donald Gleeson who comes to stay with a rich computer tycoon played by Oscar Isaac to test if an AI robot played by Vikander can pass a series of tests to see if she's more human than human. It's a really great story that builds with each scene. Plus, that dance number in the middle is so iconic. Number 12. Controversial pick, Mother, from 2017. Darren Aronofsky's very polarizing movie was one that I could not take my eyes off the screen from start to finish. Another nightmare-fueled flick that I highly enjoyed. Number 11. Is The Love Witch. Anna Biller's second feature film is A Feast for the Eyes. Set in the modern day, uh, but made to look like films from late 60s and early 70s, Samantha Robinson plays Elaine, a woman who uses witchcraft to find true love. Some may comment that the acting and delivery of lines feel out of place, and that's because the movie is trying to recreate the acting style from those late 60s flits. Biller takes jabs at both men and women in this very fun watch. Alright, here we go. Top 10, folks. Uh, Number 10, I have the entire John Wick trilogy from 2014, 2017, and 2018. These are just damn fun to watch. What started off as a man seeking revenge for his daughter's death, John Wick has morphed into a very cool and expanded universe with tons of great side characters. I'm sure in another 10 years, I'll be pushing or putting uh, four, five, and six on the list. Number nine is Cabin in the Woods from 2012. Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard made one of the best horror films of the decade with a movie that decided to expose common tropes within the genre. While Scream from 96 certainly took jabs at past flicks, Cabin's approach is quite brilliant because it makes their culprit, it makes us the culprit the character's dilemma as well. Number 8 is DRIVE. From the opening chase to the last standoff between Ryan Jocelyn and Albert Burch's character, I was hooked. This is my introduction to the whole synth-wave music genre and I love it. The soundtrack gave got, it got me into Kavinsky, Glass Candy, The Chromatics, and more. Great movie that I love watching and re-watching. Number 7 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. At the end of English Masters, Lieutenant Aldo Raines, played by Brad Pitt, while carving into a Nazi's forehead, says this might be his masterpiece. I think he spoke a little bit too soon because this is one of the best movies, especially before Quentin Tarantino has done. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Marco Roby are perfectly cast as Rick Dalton, Cliff Booth, and Sharon Tate. I love how it seemingly blends different genres of movies into one. It has a fantastic soundtrack. And it made me cry at the very last moments before the end credits. And Tarantino seems to blend in fact and fiction. I thought it was just really great. Really great feature. Number six is Assassination Nation from 2018. uh, When a small suburb has their their computers hacked. And all the information leaked, a group of young girls will become the target of their vengeful wrath. This is a really good movie that just flat out gives a middle finger to Trump and his version of what America should look like. Plus, seeing a group of women, including both black and transgender, armed to the teeth, go up against a group of angry white men, just makes me really happy to see. Uh alright, here we go, top five, top five, here you go, folks my mouth is dry. So, number five, I got Blade Runner 2049 from 2017. As far as sequels go for movies that are from 35 years ago and beyond, Blade Runner 2049 is one of the best. It works great if you haven't seen the original, and it is a, it is a wonderful continuation of the story if you have. I know people who flat out hate the first movie because they say it's too long, which is odd because Blade Runner 2049 is over 3 hours long, and Blade Runner is only about just 2 hours. Uh, Roger Deetons rightfully won an Oscar for the cinematography, and it was very beautiful. Number 4 is The Wolf of Wall Street, 2013. says his comedy about the love of excess is brilliant in the way it both praises and condemns its main characters. Jordan Belfort, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, has the life myself and I'm sure many others have fantasized about. But what's most interesting is that after we see Belfort's downfall, and we know all the bad stuff he and others have done, we're still envious with that lifestyle and want it for ourselves. Number 3 I have The Social Network from 2010. The Social Network is all about how Facebook was created, and while that concept doesn't sound all that exciting, the actual movie directed by David Fincher and written by Aaron Sorkin is one of the best of the decade. Now, it may be true that no one uses Facebook much anymore except for your grandma. Um, it's the drive to achieve your goal, no matter who you ruin in the process, that makes this film timeless. People are always saying that you should watch Citizen Kane because it is a masterpiece of filmmaking. The same can be said for this movie. The use of editing cut back between the legal meetings and the college days were seamless, and every person cast in this movie gives the performance Of their careers from Jesse Eisenberg to Rudy Mara, Andrew Garfield. Every one of this movie is just very iconically cast. Alright, number two. Here we go. Mad Max Fury Road is my number two movie of the decade. Uh, Every single shot of this feature could be hung up on a wall in an art museum. And yet is one of the the best action movies of the decade. The plot is characters having to travel from point A to point B and then back to point A again yet George Miller the director shoots it in such a way that it makes it one of the most exciting things ever put on film now I prefer the black and chrome version because it made certain sequences much more easier to view than the color one but whichever version you prefer this is an all-time classic and here we go folks number one my number one movie of the decade from 2010 Uh, 2020. I know this one is going to be met with some scorn and some controversy. All right, folks, here we go. Number one is La La Land. Yes, 2016. To me, this is the most perfect movie of the decade. Every single shot is beautiful and can be admired for hours. It has some really good acting from Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Plus, every single song. And this movie is great. Uh, now, I want to own the soundtrack on vinyl. It's a love story where both characters achieve their goals. But they do it by themselves. And not with just support from the other. Uh, this movie is a love letter to classic movies from the 50s and 60s. And it, it is right up there with Sitting in the Rain, uh, The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke, West Side Story, Chicago, and more as the best musicals. Of all time. Uh, so there we go folks. That was uh, my list. Of the top 15 movies. Of the decade. And just for, just for fun. I'm going to list for you. Some honorable mentions. Now every movie that's on this list. Is a 4 or 5 star movie. So if it was low on the list. Or not on the list. there are still all great movies. That I just didn't have a chance to include. So here we go. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, just going through the list here. Kick-Ass. Dark Tooth. The Last Exorcism, Tate Shelter, Midnight in Paris, We Need to Talk About Kevin, The Artist, Melancholia, Shame, The Muppets, Nymphomaniac, Volume 1 and 2, Tube Raider, the, the remake with the candor, um, Much Ado About Nothing, the Joss Whedon remake, uh, Heaven Knows What, Amy, Creed, Zootopia, Inside Out, Get Out. Her. Carol. The Girl with All the Gifts. Baby Driver. Your Name. Itania. Knock Knock. Lego Batman Movie. Annihilation. Hereditary. A Simple Favor. Bad Times at the El Royale. Eighth Grade. Isle of Dogs. Roma. Overlord The Favorite Parasite Joker and Knives Out and I know a lot of you are going to say why the hell did you not put it on the list those movies were so much better than the ones you listed on your countdown and blah 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 yeah I know every movie on the year is just really great and I enjoy them completely uh yeah so that's it right now that's my list of my top 50 movies of the decade and I, I do apologize if there's if your list does not match mine. But if it does, hey, that's really cool. We have great taste in movies and all that. But like I said, these are just a fun list to do. Don't take too much in stride, folks. Um, in fact, tell me what your favorite movies were of the decade. I would love to hear it. Um, but anyways, folks, that's it right now. Um, I know I said before on the last episode that I was going to have a website put up. And I am. But This is just a bonus episode. We're still doing our cult movie countdown. So... Don't think this really counts just yet. Um, so, but I do know that I'm actually working with some other people to put together a website, and we should have that ready to go next episode. So, hope you enjoy your new year. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, and as always, check out our episodes. We are on uh, Stitcher, we're on Spotify. I'm recording this using Anchor, so definitely check out Anchor. Um, but yeah, uh, check out check us out check us out on social media at Twitter, we're on cinema underscore recall. And then on Facebook and Instagram, we are the Cinema Recall Podcast. I'm the host of Vern. Oh my gosh, it's near twenty minutes right now. I gotta go folks. Enjoy your afternoon. Goodbye everybody.